Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, which are in Jupiter, Florida, for Cardinal Spring Training. And uh, every week, our guest here during spring training, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, is a member of the Cardinal organization. So far, we've had uh, long-form conversations with Jack Flaherty, with Paul Goldschmidt, and the intent for this week was to release uh, what I would describe as a very candid conversation with Harrison Bader, but I called an audible, and I called an audible because we've got a situation developing here uh, in uh, Jupiter, Florida, and it's really, I think, the optimal situation Cardinal fans, both those who would fall into the category of always hopeful and even those who would fall into the category of not particularly happy with the organization, which is a euphemism for being either pissed off at the offseason or, where I put myself, confused by the offseason. Whatever category you would fall into, what has taken place over the first, you know, I don't know how many games we're looking at here, but but through the month of February's worth of games is what has taken place, and that is Dylan Carlson's emergence. So I had to call an audible, and I sat down with Dylan Carlson um, just yesterday, and as I record this, it's on Sunday. So we were talking on Saturday before the Cardinals beat the Nationals 6-3, to and I went over to Roger Dean Stadium and uh, sat down with Dylan. And I want to give it a little background on this because I think this, this, is, uh, this is important. There's, there's, there's no way to, uh, from a baseball standpoint, there's no way to downplay this. I think there's a situation developing. And if you read between the lines, I think you can see it happening. And, uh, and if you are optimistic for the Cardinals 2020 campaign, this will be right in your wheelhouse. If you are looking for something to criticize for the Cardinals' upcoming 2020 campaign, it will also give you that. So I I believe I am serving up something for everyone here, no matter what your uh, membership is in Cardinal fandom, either the ones who are incredibly supportive no matter what or the ones who are incredibly banty no matter what. Take your pick. Here is what I am seeing. Here is what I am hearing. Dylan Carlson 
is off to a ridiculous start. Now, let's put it in proper context. You're talking about, as I am recording this, six games played um, in spring training. So let's contextualize it properly, okay? We're not talking about even a 20-game sample size. We're talking about a six-game sample size. But it's not just what he is doing in between the lines during those games that is flashing. So I go over to Roger Dean Stadium on Saturday morning. I'm not able to go there um, for the workouts and the stretching and, uh, you know, take your pick of BP, bunting exercises, whatever it goes on in the morning before they play their games because I am live uh, on the Ryan Kelly morning after on 590 The Fan KFNS and inside STL.com. So that precludes me from doing it because that's going on from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then the Cardinals will play at 1 o'clock Jupiter time. So on Saturdays and Sundays, I am able to get over there. So I get up on Saturday morning and I head on over to the ball yard and I knew that Dylan Carlson was somebody that I wanted to, uh, someone I, who I wanted to speak with. Um, but you never know. You never know who's available. And um, and he winds up uh, being available. We wind up having a good conversation. And once we have that conversation, I start talking with some people who are either with the team or around the team a good amount. And then we have our conversation with Mike Schilt on the field. And so here, so here's what I'm sensing after talking to Dylan and after talking to some people with the team. I'm sensing that there is a behind-the-scenes buzz that Dylan Carlson is going to make the Cardinals have a tough decision on whether or not to have him start the 2020 season with the big league club. His ability to hit has been quite clear. Uh, As I am recording this, the man is 7 for 14 um, with uh, two doubles and a triple and uh, an OPS of... 1.397, which is uh, quite lovely and uh, and, and the best on the team for anybody with double digits, double digit bats. And, And 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 not only are we talking about the possibility of him starting the season in St. Louis, we're talking about the possibility of center field. Now, that doesn't mean that this is going to happen. I want to emphasize that. But it's not something that I was even thinking was a probability or even a high possibility when I headed over to Roger Dean Stadium on Saturday morning. But then I have some conversations with people, and I'm thinking after I talk to Dylan and before Mike Schiltz on the field session, um, which was with Derek Gould, Mike Claiborne, Rick Hummel, um, I, if I'm leaving someone out, I apologize. I'm just, those are the people who, if I'm not mistaken, were asking questions. And I knew that that was the line I wanted to take. I wanted to take the Dylan Carlson line as in line of questioning, but you know, I'm going to yield of course to, uh, the guys who are there and the ladies who are there on a regular basis. And I'm about to get in there with my Dylan Carlson line of question, line of questioning. And then Derek Gould who, of course, writes for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and is a part of our coverage on the Ryan Kelly Morning After and 590 The Fan uh, during spring training, starts asking about Dylan Carlson. And I'm like, oh, 
Derek, Derek must be hearing and thinking some of the same things that I'm now hearing and thinking, although he probably had been thinking them much longer than I had because he's around every single uh, day. And what stands out to me about what Mike Schilt said and also his behavior, and I don't want to – sometimes I overread these perceived tells, although I do think there's something to it. Um, and I could be wrong, but you know, I, uh, that, that was my read and his behavior changed a little bit. His tone changed a little bit and his, uh, bluntness in assessing things changed a little bit when Derek started asking some direct questions about Dylan Carlson and along the lines of whether or not Schilt would like to have three starting outfielders that he knows he's going to put in the lineup more or less every day once the regular season starts, or four or five in which they are going to be competing for spots and that he can kind of put in there based on matchups. And just the tone changed, and he was really direct and blunt on Paul DeYoung, for example, and situational hitting, and then it just got a little cryptic, which would match up with what uh, the Cat, for example, had been saying throughout the course of the offseason, which is this. Internally, the Cardinals have really high hopes for Dylan Carlson, but they don't want to put those expectations out there publicly for fear of leading to some kind of disappointment, not just for the fan base, but more importantly for Dylan himself, if he is not able to live up to these expectations. And so theorizing on trying to explain this offseason that really didn't amount to uh, much of anything at all, minus KK, uh, and certainly not tending to the offense that was the issue for this team and their exit against the Nationals, but really throughout the course of the 2019 regular season, you go, okay, well, maybe you can explain it. It's still, in my opinion, it gets down to, okay, we have two contracts that we're just kind of in a spot where we can't do anything about it and we're going to hope for the best with with Matt Carpenter and Dexter Fowler. But also, kind of think we might have something really big here with Dylan Carlson, which would then help explain the Marcelo Zuna lack of a move. So, you're now, what, six games in to spring training, and Carlson is 7 for 14, and I think he was in a spot when he was on a run of getting on base seven straight at bats. I think that's what it got to. It might have even gotten better than that. Uh just you know, they, he's walking, he's grinding, he's hitting, his base running is standing out. These are things that are flashing, and so they're talking about how he fits in. And Schilt said, "I just want a spot where everybody is really making it tough on us for a decision because that means the guys have done their jobs." But in addition, started talking about the defense up the middle. And he talked about, of course, you know, what you have when you're starting to think about the infield with Yadier Molina, Colton Wong, and Paul DeYoung. Noticeably didn't mention Harrison Bader, then got around to mentioning Harrison Bader, but talked about the importance of that. And that was Derek's line of questioning, and I saw what he was doing. He was setting it up for, hey, is there a possibility that this guy who's clearly hitting is somebody the Cardinals would entrust center field to? Because, as of this moment, 
Now, again, I want to emphasize we're talking about incredibly small sample size theater. All right, so let's let's emphasize and re-emphasize that. Uh, Harrison Bader, um, you know, is is five for fourteen and three runs scored, and you know, uh, OPS of one point one one four. Who knows what you're going to have there, but you have seen what he's done at the major league level, and it, it was off last year. That, there's no question about that, uh, and that needs to that needs to improve offensively. But if you have a guy who's raking, and he is a guy who raked like he did uh, everywhere he went, and he's a switch hitter, you start to go, okay, maybe this is a solution. And Schilt got into what I think from being around this team is one of the best compliments you can give. And that is, you know, there are guys who have ability and whether they're 20 or whether they're 40, it doesn't matter, but it's what they do with that ability. And you can't teach that. You can't teach the hunger to compete, the intensity, the training when no one is around, the getting up super early in the off season to work. And he talked about Jack Flaherty, who, if you listen to his interview a couple of weeks ago, and of course you can go and listen to it right now, it's evergreen, but that's when we released it, my conversation with Flaherty. Flaherty is consumed with competition. Flaherty is obsessed with winning. Flaherty is obsessed with being the absolute best pitcher he can be, and that may mean the best pitcher in the game. You can't teach that. There is ability And then there is the intensity of competing and training. And Jack Flaherty has that. And it sounded to me, the more Schilt talked, that they kind of see what Flaherty has in Carlson. And that's the ultimate. And I'm not talking about just the ultimate compliment. It's the ultimate for the organization. Because talent's one thing. And if you've been a Cardinal fan for a while, you can probably rattle off some names where you go, wow, that guy was really talented. And then didn't really seem to do that much with it. Still had a great career or a good career, or he still played Major League Baseball, but he didn't do everything he could with it. Well, Carlson, and you will hear it here, um, is he's just a ball player. Now he doesn't. First off, he's a, he's a you know he's not even a rookie yet. Um, I think you're going to be seeing him in St. Louis. This is a matter of when at this point, but the Cardinals are going to have a decision to make, and that is what I think fans want to see how they will handle this decision. But Carlson has the ability, but Carlson has the drive to the best. And he's coming from uh, a family where baseball was in the family's blood. His dad was a high school baseball coach. So a lot of these things that guys sometimes have to learn to complement their ability, uh, Carlson already has. And one of the things uh, was... Uh, just the the natural ability to run the bases. So on his triple, for example, he's not going to get there if he doesn't know the exact way to round the bases and cut the steps off, which then expedites the process of getting over to third base. He's got these things. And so if there is a headline story from spring training at this moment, it's Dylan Carlson. What would excite the fans who are always hopeful is this guy could wind up being a star for the Cardinals and a star in 2020. What would excite those who are looking for something to criticize would be if the organization 
does not start him with the big club on March 26th if they leave him down at Memphis, even if clearly he is one of the three best outfielders. So that is something I am telling you uh, is going to be a story. Barring some big turn of events, that is going to be a story over the next few weeks. And, um, and sure enough, and I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen uh, because I was thinking about going live on my, uh, my Facebook Live and Periscope and YouTube show immediately after leaving the ballpark and going, hey, I got, I got to tell you something. Dylan Carlson might be the Cardinal starting center fielder. And if he's not the starting center fielder, Dylan Carlson might be a starting outfielder. Something is going on here, and the organization is aware of it. He is flashing. There is just an awareness amongst the major league players that they've got something here. And you will, you will hear in his voice um, the right approach to it, I think, is the way I would describe it. Uh, you will hear who has kind of taken him under his wing. And, uh, and I think that's going to stand out to you because um, it's, you'll be able to hear it. I'm not going to blow it for you. We'll talk about it on the other side of the interview. Um, but, and, and, you know, I don't know how many, how many of these games you've had a chance to watch and how many at-bats you've had a chance to watch. I've watched, um, I don't know if I've watched every game on uh, YouTube TV, which, uh, you know, allows me to watch uh, Fox Sports Midwest. And I'm thrilled, by the way, that they were able to work something out to, uh, to keep that going. But uh, I've gone to three games so far. And and it's it, when he makes contact, man. It's just a it's a different sound. It's kind of like when they talk about when Brooks Kepka hits his driver. It's a different sound when Tiger hits his driver. Different sound. There's a different approach here, and the speed. It's just there's there's something going on here, um, and it's exciting. It's exciting. Now I want to reemphasize: we're talking six games, but this could be what the Cardinals needed, and maybe it's what the Cardinals believed. I don't know. I'm still of the opinion, no matter what, that uh, if they weren't in a spot where they had the money with uh, Carpenter and the money with Fowler, that uh, we would have had a different offseason from a Cardinal fan perspective. But either way, if you have a switch hitter who is uh, opening up the eyes of the coaching staff, the manager, and the other major leaguers, and uh, he could be a guy in the middle of the lineup, I mean, that might answer all the questions right there. All these questions that we've been asking throughout the course of the offseason, the answer might have been with the organization the whole time. So with that all said, Dylan Carlson is the guest presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies this week. And there is the reason for calling the audible and moving it up. And Derek Gould, of course, I was going to do this Facebook Live. And then I'm like, ah, I'm going to go to the Honda Classic. Adam Long, the St. Louis and was in the mix and I wanted to follow him. And um, and so I was like, I'll do the I'll do the Facebook Live on Sunday morning. And but then I'm thinking to myself, I have a feeling based on Derek's questions that Derek's on to this and he's going to write about it on Sunday morning in the post dispatch. And sure enough, uh, that's exactly <laughs> what the article is. But good. Now everybody knows about what's going on here. There is something going on here. And uh, and and it's a great article. You can read it in stltoday.com if you have not read it yet. We are in the homeloanexpert.com studios. These interest rates are so low. Right now, these interest rates are so low right now that if you haven't refinanced, you're actually leaving money on the table. Okay, rates are at an all time low right now, an 
all-time low. I'm, I'm All-time. This isn't like, oh, we say this every week. No, no, no. This is it. An all-time low. This is what it's all about. You are leaving money on the table if you are not refinancing because these rates are ridiculously low. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly is his name. He is our studio sponsor. Whether we're in St. Louis, whether if we're in Jupiter, it doesn't matter. Ryan Kelly is the studio sponsor. And I am telling you, more so than ever before, because these are as low as the rates have ever been, that you need to capitalize on it. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan was on the radio show last week, and he said, there are even rates in the twos. Now, the twos. We went nuts when they were in the threes. The twos? Go to thehomeloanexpert.com, our studio sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show. Our guest sponsor is Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Listen, I say at any time, it does not matter. At any time, you want to make sure you have somebody on your side as a financial advisor. Well, with what's going on with the coronavirus, uh, the financial advisor is even more important right now. Okay, so uh, it, it is very helpful to get some perspective, and I think some healthy perspective, but I'll leave that up to you, whether or not you think that's the case, on what is going on with the markets and the impact of the coronavirus. Well, if you want to hear a direct answer, I know Mark Hanna would be happy to talk to you. His website is evergreenstl.com, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, or you can just give him a call, 314 or go online at evergreenstl.com. When things like this are going on with the market, don't you want to be able to reach out to somebody and ask questions? Should you reallocate? Should you pull money out? Should you buy up right now and go, hey, stocks are on sale. I need to capitalize on. Well, talk to somebody who knows. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies is the person. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies, especially right now with what's going on with the markets. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies strategies. All right. He is our presenting sponsor for our guests every week here on the Tim McKernan Show over the last few weeks. Listen anytime. These interviews are evergreen. Mac from Max Local Eats a few weeks ago, then Jack Flaherty a couple weeks ago. Last week, Paul Goldschmidt. This week, the ball player who could be the story of spring training and maybe the story of 2020 in St. Louis the switch-hitting outfielder, will he make his way north with the Cardinals when the regular season starts? Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan Carlson. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, thank you. Everything uh, so far looks pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's been uh, real productive, been learning a lot, and I'm just real excited with the way things are going. So I nerd out on things like, man, guy's hitting the ball hard. I don't care if you're hitting the ball at somebody. you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you judge your mm-hmm. performance. But it seems like, you know, way more often than not, you're putting some good uh, good wood on those pitches. How do you feel in, in these major league camps and facing these major league pitchers mm-hmm. and how you're performing so far? Yeah, uh, so for me, the big thing I've learned is uh, it's a process. So just understanding the process and what I'm trying to do. And, you know, sometimes, like you just said, it's all it's about is putting a good swing on it and it doesn't really matter the result. So uh, for me, I'm just going out there trying to execute my plan and, you know, hopefully uh, things work out. So I want to I go back to, like, when a guy like you emerges, 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's got to be like when you when you were like five, was it clear that you know? Now you're not going to say it, but maybe people mm-hmm. around you'd go, "All right, there's something going on <laughs> with with Dylan Carlson." We could mm-hmm. tell. Like when when did you start to notice? Okay, I'm I might be a little bit better than than the kid wearing jeans mm-hmm. to practice and sitting in right field mm-hmm. picking grass. Yeah, because that, that was me. You're talking. To, <laughs> you're, you're talking to him right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me, um, honestly, I wasn't. You know, I was. I did a pretty good job in high school and all that. Uh, we had a lot of really talented players on the team, and I really wouldn't say I was. You know, one of the better players. In really, my senior year. Yeah, kind really? of. Really. You know, we had. Uh, Were I you played, in varsity freshman year? Yeah. So I okay. played varsity all four years, but we've had. There's. I've played with two guys that have already made their debuts in high school and then i've played with two other guys that were first round picks so i mean i played with some talented guys guys. yeah so uh dom nunez colorado rockies catcher and then uh rowdy telez first baseman for the blue jays all on my high school team and then nick madrigal who was just recently drafted along with uh derrick hill who was an outfielder first rounder for the tigers so uh i play with some really talented guys and uh it's been it's been really awesome to be able to you know kind of be able to lean on them ask them for advice going through the minors early on and then now you know to be in the situation i'm in it's really it's really cool so when you look at those guys and take yourself back i'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. to go back that far like five six years was it clear that those guys weren't it like you could because you don't want to sit there and go yeah i was the best but when you're looking at those guys and you're coming up and you're like man these guys clearly have mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that when we're playing against guys or when we're in practice these guys are at a different level you could see it definitely yeah. definitely and what was it the way the ball would come off the bat it's, it's the everything the way they just handled themselves the way you know they went about their business the way they work compared to others and i was just you know a young kid trying to follow them and you know just just wanted to be like them basically and you know like i said the way things have just unfolded it's been really cool yeah so when when you look at what you've got ahead of you here um I know it's I know it's a cliche question, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> curious. Like, what are you? What are you? What are you? Like, what's your? Let me ask you this. I'll get a roundabout mm-hmm. way around it. What is your goal for for 2020? Yeah, I just want to find a way to contribute and uh, you know help the team any way I can. That's my goal. Um, you bull Durham to me there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's smart. It's smart to bull Durham me. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's uh, I just I'm trying to find a way to get better each and every day and find a way to help these guys win at the end of the day. So. Um, you know, whenever that happens, I just want to be as ready as I can be. For Cardinal fans in St. Louis and around baseball who haven't had a chance to see you play outside of, you know, some of these spring training games, what is it about your game that that you think uh, is you can bring to the table? And when you say contribute, mm-hmm. what is it that you bring to the table, you think? Yeah, I think for me it's uh, my versatility. I, In my opinion, I could play all three outfield spots and I, you know, hit from both sides of the plate. So I just feel like... It allows me to contribute every day and be ready to play every day and just allows me to, you know, make the most out of my situation. So when you were a kid, the switch hitting thing, mm-hmm. how'd that come to fruition? Was yeah. that something like, okay, <laughs> hey, you know, you might have some, some game. Why don't you hit from there? Were you? Or were no, you? yeah, it's a pretty cool story uh, for me. So my dad was a high school baseball coach ever since I was born. So, uh, you know, I used to walk from school over to his practices. And uh, I'm about six years old at the time, and I'm just – I passing time i'm hitting on the tee right-handed i'm a natural right-handed hitter and i see one of the players on the team hitting off the tee left-handed so i put a ball on the tee left-handed and just started hitting just started doing yeah, it on your just own started doing it then you know the next day when my dad i'd ask him to hit with me and then uh he saw me hitting left-handed he wasn't going to tell me to stop so it just <laughs> kept going ever since then we'd work on both sides and then sure enough started getting incorporated into games and then you know by the time i'm in high school i'd been doing it for five six years so like it was just real natural and 
you know, it was, it's pretty cool that it just happened so naturally. You made a, you likely made a seven-figure decision at the age of six. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty neat thing. Just one of those things. I saw it and kind of just, you know, my mind was wandering and then, you know. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Dylan Carlson here on the Tim McKernan Show. These interviews are made possible by all of our sponsors. And our sponsors include thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly rates so low, all-time lows. Go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Our guest sponsor is Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And our longtime sponsor from the very beginning and my insurance agent is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net if your insurance costs a leg and an arm. Call James Carlton State Farm. For me and my wife, it was it was real simple. I was in a spot where I thought, you know, I've gotten to know James here over the last year or so, and it's just clear he is operating at a different level than anybody else. And I was making some switches, and I thought, I you know, I'm probably like a lot of you, actually. I just had somebody who had just been handling it for a few years, and you just kind of did it because he had a relationship. But, you know, you you felt like you weren't necessarily really in the know. And what if something happens? Well, you want to make sure that you've got somebody you can reach out to and get an instantaneous answer. I think, I, you know, I know it, it, it kind of sucks that you're always accessible and theoretically always on the clock, but that's what people have come to expect now. You know, things that were commonplace in 2010 are not necessarily commonplace in 2020. In 2010, Friday 5 o'clock rolls around, you're probably off the clock. You're not going to get a phone call or a text. Hey, these days, if somebody calls you, I, I don't know how you are, but I know if somebody calls me out of nowhere, I'm kind of like, what's this guy's problem? You know, that's just the way things are in 2020. That's the way most people communicate. They text they email and say, hey, can we get on a call at some point? With James, I had a situation over a weekend when my basement flooded, and I needed somebody to take care of it. This was a Saturday evening, and he was flying back. And on his flight, he was communicating with me about our basement flooding and saying, hey, when I land, I'm going to come over and help you out. I'm like, my God, you're right. You know, this is, this is customer service, you know, times 10. But that's what he does. That's what he prides himself on. That's how they've been building their business. It's the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm, and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Design Air, Seth Goldcamp and his family have been taking care of St. Louisans going back to the early 1900s. Let them take care of you. Any issues with your furnace, go to designairservice.com. And fortunately, we're in the month of March, and so it's going to start warming up. I know it might seem far off, but it's not far off. And anytime you have any issue, if you turn on that air conditioner here at some point, if we're fortunate enough to be able to do that and go, oh, this doesn't seem like it's right, go to designairservice.com. Let them check it out for you. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Design Air, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. Now, ladies and gentlemen, back to Dylan Carlson here on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Because, guys, with, with your ability to hit... Mm-hmm. And hit from both sides of the plate. It's not real common anymore, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it used to be relatively common, not mm-hmm. all common. Like, it would oftentimes be the speed guys. But a guy who can hit the ball like you can hit, it's rare, man, to mm-hmm. be hitting from both sides of the plate. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, taking a lot of work. and um, But I'm real happy with where I'm at, and there's still a lot of work to be done. So when you walk into the uh, clubhouse, mm-hmm. 
is there a sense of like, oh man, over there that's Yadier Molina, over there that's Adam Wainwright? Are you like, all right, mm-hmm. that's cool? I know I, I've been out on the field with these guys. I can play. How, how do you how do you approach that? So for me, uh, last spring. I got to spend all spring in Major League Camp, and uh, being able to be around them really helped me get more comfortable this year as far as being around them and stuff. So this year it's not as not as much of the woe factor right. or anything, but there's still definitely, you know, obviously, that respect and, you know, that, that just respect factor of me knowing what they've been able to do and how they've been able to do it. So I've just, I come to them with a bunch of questions, and I'm just, you know, so so happy that they're willing to share information who are the guys that you relate to i mean you're out in the uh-huh. outfield you know i know a lot of guys say that i mean obviously yadier and adam are yeah. two of the, the veterans but some people say like bader was saying i look at dexter as a guy i can can yeah. lean on who are some guys that you kind of felt like uh, you've leaned on so mm-hmm. far in your career for me uh paul goldschmidt uh being able to be around him uh has been really great he's uh just a leader by example isn't exactly, he? he's obviously not a real exactly exactly and he's uh you know done some real cool things for me that i've appreciated and what's then, he uh what's he done with you just you know like last year our schedules really synced up so we'd be in the cage lifting together all these same cool things just where it was really neat and uh you know i was real appreciative of all the information he's willing to share just yeah. one of those things where i could go up to him with any sort of question you know he's going to give me a real diligent and well thought out answer yeah. that he really you could tell he means and it's uh it really means a lot and then willie mcgee's been a guy he was the minor league outfield coordinator when i got drafted so he i've been around him every single year and to be out here with them every day now it's been really cool that's something else what's your relationship been like with mike schilt everybody talks about how he's mm-hmm. a great communicator mm-hmm. like you know where you stand yep. even if you might not like what you hear <laughs> you know where you stand yeah uh he's been tremendous um you know he's like you just said he's a great communicator and he's a really great guy so it makes it uh, an incredible incredible uh, experience how much time have you spent in st louis so far uh just the winter warm-up and then when i got drafted the couple days i was there for uh to hit and do the physicals and all that so not too much not yeah. too much maybe total of a week yeah yeah so so when you're down in jupiter mm-hmm. like who are you hanging out with what are you doing yeah so uh for me i hang out uh, a couple of the guys i played double a with uh roel ramirez is a guy he's a pitcher uh he's a guy i hang out with a lot but I have been hanging out, you know, with some guys on the team, so it's been pretty neat and yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Where do you like to go when you're out and about around here? Uh, there's been a couple spots that I've been trying out that are pretty good. I went to Capitol Grill last night. That's a nice yeah, play. Yeah, That's, that's good, where the major leaguers yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty sweet. I had a good time there. That was a neat experience. So I was what do you, when you go to, when a, when a guy like you goes to Capitol mm-hmm. Grill, what are you getting? Uh, usually. Because so, I get a filet, but I'm a dainty okay, little guy. Okay. I'm a dainty little guy, so but la- you're going, you're yeah, going ribeye. Yeah, night for me, I did go bone-in ribeye. Yeah, there so, it yeah, is. Yeah, it that's what you do when you hit from both sides of the plate in the major league. Exactly. When you're doing this, you eat filets and, you know, you're thrilled. Yeah, no, it was. It was a good time. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming out here and doing this, and uh, and best of luck in 2020, Dylan. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right. So there it is, Dylan Carlson here on the Tim McKernan Show. He's presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. We talk it over the HomeLoanExpert.com studios and those studios over at Roger Dean Stadium. So far, we've been joined by Jack Flaherty, Paul Goldschmidt, and now Dylan Carlson. That is a Hell of a way to start off our spring training interviews in Jupiter, Florida. More to come, of course. Um, so a couple things that stand out to me from the Dylan Carlson interview. Um, he, has, he has been trained to, not, uh, to avoid the question about coming up with the Cardinals this year. Smart, 
I mean, listen, I wanted an honest answer. And by that, I mean, yeah, I want to be there. And if I'm not there, something's wrong. But, you know, I mean, the smart thing to do is to say, you know, I just want to be the best I can and everything will take care of itself. As I said, he kind of bulldermed me, but he had to do what he had to do. I mean, he's 21 years old. You know, he's not in a spot where he can pop off, pops off and he gets criticized. Uh, so, and then it's probably a problem with the Cardinals. So he's handling it the right way. Secondarily, his dad was a high school baseball coach and he was around the game from a young age. And I'm telling you, the more that I'm now, especially with a kid, albeit, you know, two years old, but, um, you know, just talking now, I guess more to parents and then kind of getting hip to the way that this works so often. And I don't like to say this because I don't want like parents to go, Oh, now that means I need to get a bat in my kid's hand at two or something or a golf club in my kid's hand at two or something like that. But so often a lot of the players and whether it be baseball, golf, I don't know. I, that's, those are the ones I, I, I speak to. So I can't speak otherwise to, you know, hockey or something along those lines, but they are, they are, developing at a ridiculously early age. And so you heard Dylan's story of, of switch hitting, um, which, you know, just is not as commonplace in Major League Baseball as it was for me as a Cardinal fan in the 1980s, where I felt like every hitter was a switch hitter in the lineup. Oh, here's Vince Coleman. Here's Willie McGee. Here's Tommy Herr. Uh, who else am I missing? Terry Pendleton, right? Uh, I feel like I'm missing obvious ones. Ozzie Smith, if I didn't say that. I mean, whatever. Ever, ever, and it was great. And I loved it. It's, just, it's super rare now. Um, what you have Dexter Fowler and Dylan Carlson and Dylan Carlson just picks up a bat and starts swinging from the left side. And and that's how it happened at six years old. And as I said, it's a seven figure decision. So what, I I mean, what a break there. Can you imagine if in the middle of the order, the Cardinals have a switch hitter with power and speed? I mean, this is, I don't know. I'm I'm so anxious to see how this plays out over the next month because you could have the, the famous Chris Bryant situation except on the Cardinals' hands. Um, I also thought it was of note for Paul Goldschmidt to take him under his wing. Um, that, that, to me, um, I was going to say it on the front end, but I didn't want to ruin it for the interview. And, and that stands out to me. Listen, I think for those of you who watched, you know, Cardinal postgame, you, you may have heard Goldschmidt on the uh, – on the podcast last week, you know, he's, he's not a, he's a ball player. He is interested in baseball. He's interested in his family. And that's that he's not interested in screwing around. He is interested in just playing the game and being with his family. And it, it's, it's, a, it, you know, I, I made this observation last year in the clubhouse cause it was one of his first days with the team that I saw him walk over to Jack Flaherty and and Flaherty was sitting at the little table in the middle of the clubhouse where the players eat and uh, and came over to him and asked him about his pickoff move to try and, like, pick up, you know, certain reads. And if, and if Goldschmidt or Flaherty wanted Goldschmidt to be in a certain position for the pickoff move. And I thought it was of note, first off, that Goldschmidt, after, like, one workout, would pick up on that and then go over to this up-and-coming pitcher and then they'll, like, try to specify and work on it. Um because first off, that's just, you know, a guy who's just baseball through and through. That's just not, it's just, some of you might go, well, why wouldn't he? But I'm telling you, that's just not common. Um, And then secondarily, that it's Jack Flaherty, that Goldschmidt recognized that talent, even though they, you know, faced each other, I think, a handful of times. But, um, you know, young guy who he knows is going to be one of the anchors for this ball club in 2019. 
Well, who has taken Dylan Carlson under his wing this year? Paul Goldschmidt. Um, and I just don't think it's not to say Goldschmidt's standoffish or anything like that. He's a ball player. And I just think he's trying to put him on the track to keep him on the straight and narrow and be there for him. And I think that is, you know, as far as a, a mentor goes, that's a good one. And, you know, listen, Goldschmidt picked out Flaherty last year, looked like a pretty tight read. And uh, this year, I was surprised by that. That just wasn't the answer I was expecting. You know, Carlson's out in the outfield. Goldschmidt's over at first base. There's a what, 11-year age gap there. And Goldschmidt, and Goldschmidt is by no means, you know, super extroverted, as he'd be the first one to tell you if you didn't hear it in the interview last week. That's where he said it. Uh, and he's taken Carlson under his wing. That stands out to me as well. So I am... The way I've approached watching spring training, I'm loving watching not only Carlson's at-bats, um, but Gorman and Thomas's at-bats. That's where I'm focused. I mean, it's been, you know, Matt Carpenter's been trying to go to the opposite field. That's certainly of note as well. But these guys and the way they hit the ball, it's exciting. It truly is exciting. Um, and like I said, if they call him up to start the season and he is a starting outfielder, Cardinal fans are going to be buzzing. If he has a ridiculous spring, and certainly he is off to a ridiculous start, albeit super early, uh, if he has a ridiculous spring and he does not start the season with the club, the uh, part of the fan base, which is a healthy percentage, that is angst-ridden or angry or frustrated or confused, uh, that will only increase if... He has an incredible spring, and if he does not start the season with the big club, um, I suppose the the out on that I would give myself is if you know Bader, O'Neill, Thomas, Fowler all have great springs as well. But if a couple of those guys have bad springs, and if Carlson has uh, you know not even the pace he's on right now, but even seventy five percent of the pace he's on right now, and he doesn't start the season with big club. The, the part of the fan base that is not real happy with the front office is only going to get uh, more frustrated. And I have to tell you something, I wouldn't blame them. So there it is, Dylan Carlson here this week on the Tim McKernan Show. Thank you to our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net, and, of course, Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet, Highway 270, and the Washington Elizabeth Exit, online at landoff.com, Chevy, find new roads. For our producers, Gangster Pete and Iggy, I'm Tim McKernan from Jupiter, Florida, with the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, another Cardinal interview in the books. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.